Family from the Heart podcast episode number 334. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Welcome to another episode of The Family from the Heart, a podcast that is devoted to giving you a behind-the-scenes look into the lives of the Ravenscraft family, a family that has given up on the ordinary to pursue the lives for which they were created. Now, here are your hosts, Cliff and Stephanie. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back. So glad to be here on another Thursday morning. Stephanie, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing excellent this week. Good. So, right off the bat, I have gone back and forth several times on a particular book that I'm reading, whether or not I'm going to continue reading it or not, but I have, I guess, chosen now at this point to read it all the way to the end. I am reading Life and Death, the... Uh, 10th anniversary book of Twilight, written with gender-reversed rules, which makes no sense at all, but why it had to be done. But I'm I'm in it now. And I started, I started with the Kindle version, reading it. It was tough to follow at first because I found myself trying to figure out who was who in the story. Right. Yeah, it, it was pretty easy to know that Bo, or is it Beaumont, or Bo- uh, yeah, you told Beaumont. me it was like yeah. His name is Beaumont. So Beaumont. Uh, you told is me it was something worse than that. Beauford. Yes, that, that's what you said. I, I think it's Beauford, which and is he, terrible. Yeah, Beauford Swan. That's Seriously, that's somebody Bella. should smack her upside the head. Bo is Bella for real. Edward is Edith in this book, and now Mac- Edith, I get Edith fits the time, the era. When when that character was supposed to be born. That makes sense. Okay. But seriously, she couldn't come up with anything better. Than Beauford? Really? Well, he, here's the thing, you know, because she made a big point. My name's Bella, not Isabella. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I, I, I think that she wanted to go with the same kind of, you know, original name that's kind of Okay, but if the only two characters in the rewrite that are not changed are Charlie and Renee, mm-hmm. they're not the kind of people who would name their child that. Like, it, it doesn't fit the story. Okay, but it does when you are actually told why his name's Beauford. All right, whatever. That, Go, that keep is going. actually in keep there. Keep going. Tell me about she, your... She blames it on her grandfather. Or he he blames it. it. You know what? I'm listening to a, I'm listening to the <laughs> audiobook. I'm listening to a male voice read me the story from a male perspective about Bo or Beauford, and I still refer to him as she, as Stephanie. <laughs> no, or as I'm talking about as talking I'm about still Bella. I okay. still think of All this right. as being Bella. Um, and anyway, so Michaela is is Mike Mike. And then as far as Jessica, mm-hmm. I don't have any idea. I, I can't figure out if is Jessica Taylor. I don't know. Or is I it, have saved myself the pain. Yeah. I well, have not yet read it. I'm as confused as all get out about the the, the friends at school. Why can't you do what I told you to do? What? The last time we talked about this. Yeah. Um, And just read it for the story that's written. I've and why t- do you have to compare it? I, I've just been, now like, I'm trying to okay it, it's it's difficult when you know the characters of the original story right. so well yes it's hard not to I understand that to do that and and it's you know it, it I will say that it's intriguing to hear you know Bella's story as, as if Bella was a, a boy instead and okay. and you know as if Edward was a female instead it, it, it's intriguing and just as intriguing, it's intriguing to see how she she had reversed those for the others. So instead of like all these boys who are pining after Bella, you have all these girls who are pining after Bo. And it's like what personalities are it's it's just difficult to follow. OK, um, it goes so far as like the teacher um, of the of the class is mm-hmm. a, is a woman instead of a man. Um What's his name? Um, what's Jacob's dad's name? 
Yeah, I can't think. Of I it can't right think now. of it right now. Anyway, that his her it, name her it, name's Bonnie. It'll come it's, to me. It's, in it's like... Jules or Julie's mom. Okay. And Jules is Jacob. I'm not sure I want to read it. I you you know I'm what? really I'm, I'm not sure that I want to read it. Um, I kind of want to ask her like, how do you have so much time on your hands? Why and wouldn't she have like, time on her hands? She's got three kids. Yeah. I have three kids. I don't have a lot of time on my hands. Did she not have three kids when she wrote the first however no, many did. books? She did. Okay, so um, she's got as much time as she did back then. But why waste it? I don't it, understand. It seems like wasted time. I don't know. It seems like wasted time. No, I don't. I don't think it's wasted time at all. All right. Um, I think it might have. Uh, I think it might have been wasted time to create a story, recreate the story from a perspective. And well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, why couldn't she give fans something else? Why? What? Why was that what she chose to do? It it seems very stupid to me. As well, here's the deal: it's her life, and it's her decision of what she writes. And I and I get that. And but at the same time, as a Twilight, at the fan, same time, there has to be some amount of respect for the fans who got you to and your story to where they are. Maybe. I selfishly want to agree. With I think you. that it's the only time it's the only time that I have read a story or um, because if you think back with Lost, there was all of this like maybe midway through season five, everybody started to, to say, you know, what are they doing? What? And I kept saying over and over, it's their story to tell. You have to just watch it for the story that they're telling you. Right. OK, because it is, in fact, their story to tell. What I don't, I, I and I think I do that with everything. I respect that it is the author or the 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 writer's story to tell. But in the case of just throwing something out there for a tenth, I just think that this is stupid. Okay. That then that's all. Sorry. Okay. Fair enough. I'm a little personally upset that she chose to do this and spend all the time to do this instead of finishing Midnight Sun. Which is still the same story. Yeah. Not much, not much, you know, here, here's the thing. If she would have finished Midnight Sun, it would have taken a lot less mental capacity to rewrite that story than to go back and rechange all the genders. She, I mean, she explained in the intro why she chose to do it, and and I, again, I'm I'm fine with that she chose to do it. It is weird to read. Um, I'm at uh, the chapter of confessions when they're in the meadow together. Okay. That's thirteen. So I'm on chapter thirteen. I don't know how many chapters are in the book. I forget. Um, well, if you were reading Twilight, it would be chapter thirteen. It, it is chapter thirteen in this one. Okay. I mean, it, it's pretty much parallel okay. so far. But um, I'm. I would say right when they got to the dinner conversation at um, Port Angeles, is that where mm-hmm. she was attacked? Mm-hmm. Um, and she was attacked by women instead of men. He. <laughs> or he, mm-hmm. Yeah, he. Exactly. See, I, I'm messed up all the time. But that's the first time when I started to he- try, I started to really hear this story for what it is. Okay. And it's just like, wow, their story is a whole lot like Edwards and Bella's. <laughs> Really, but, but it, it, for the first for the first half of the book, though it it's I'm I'm actually still picturing Edward driving the car and Bella sitting in the seat and and it's and weird. Okay, I it's I guess I'm a glutton for punishment, but uh, I'm going sure. to I'm going to finish the book. I know you are, and, and I'm not certain that I'll start it. It you know, but I can tell you this: it makes me eager to finish it so that I can just continue on and start Twilight again. Okay. Because I, I, I miss Twilight. And I know it's you fall do. weather and I'm I know ready for you do. it. You crack me up. Yep. Cliff's the biggest Twilight fan in this house. I am. I'm not ashamed of that either. No. I know you're not. All right. So that's my update and of where... I, and as far as a podcast episode on the Twilight Saga podcast, probably not going to come. Okay. What we just did there was was an episode of the Twilight Saga podcast on life and death so far. Gotcha. There you go. All right, um, Stephanie, we had an email come in from Ursula. Okay. And, or it might have been a message on Facebook, actually. Okay. But she says, I just realized how much Stephanie and you are influencing my and our, for the mm-hmm. audience, she says, how much you are influencing my life in the last year and a half. She says, I've become more active in sports. I don't think we have pretty much uh, influenced that up. But, but being I think active. Just being active. So that's cool. Uh, she's bought on my recommendation an elliptical. Uh, she went back to Weight Watchers. 
She's become addicted to your Twilight and Saga, Twilight and Hunger Games podcasts, which is awesome. Uh, she says, I sleep listening to them over and over again instead of uh, sleeping with the TV on. I, I've been oftentimes been told times that I uh, put people to sleep when the, <laughs> at night. It must uh, be nice because he keeps me awake. She says, I've started watching Lost, which I never had watched it when it was on TV. I have already watched both episodes of Quantico, and this was the next day that after was, we right, podcasted that was, about yeah. it. Uh, went I to think the, she watched Quantico before you did. <laughs> I think so. And then uh, she said that I went to the movies today to watch The Intern, which again was still yeah. the very next day after Family from the Heart last week. And she says she's downloaded Twilight Life and Death. So she goes, for what I can tell for now, my life has become more balanced and better. Not sure about the pr- uh, purpose thing, but we'll see. Uh, not to forget the most important part, I so much love, identify, and understand Stephanie's straightforward character, and I'm always filled with joy to hear her sarcasm. At least someone is. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to say thanks to both of you for being such a huge part of my life, even from afar, and I can't wait to hear what's coming next from GSPN. Thank you both so much. Well, you're welcome. Ursula, thank you so much for thank that you. feedback. We love hearing from you guys. And uh, speaking about hearing from you guys, last week we did have one question from Carol that came in on Periscope that I I, we unfor- forgot. I forgot to get to because it was down below the scrolling mm-hmm. on the screen of where I took my notes. And it was the last note that came in. So Carol asked, how much water do you guys drink in a day? It depends on how many times I want to be up in the night. I try to drink no less than half of my body weight. In ounces of water. Okay. And um, the other day I had 150 ounces of water the other day, but I was up four times during the night. So I'm like, mm, that was too much. But I was just, I guess, I think I was just really thirsty that day. For me, I haven't really taken half my body weight and then said, this is how many ounces, but I typically will drink about three 48 ounce bottles of water a day. So what's three times 48? A lot. A lot. So 48 times three i keep a calculator on my desk Mm -hmm. that's 144 so i just a little over Mm -hmm. half of my body weight so and that's what and i have a 50 ounce um water bottle and i drink about two of them a day so yeah so anyway yeah which is more than half of my body weight it's matter of fact now that we're talking about this i'm really desperate for some some water right now normally i have my big bottle you'll be fine you'll survive i've already had one 48 ounce bottle today because by the way, we can talk about that. We got up this morning and went to the gym today. I did not want to work out. No, you didn't. And, and that's the first time in a long time I haven't wanted to work out. We did a strenuous strength training day on Tuesday, which which was chest and triceps. Yes. Um, last night, I did strength training. We did it separately because of our schedule. Um, and last night was leg day. And today, Which I'm feeling right now. Are you? After, after my workout this morning. Yes. Yeah. And this morning we went to the gym together and I started out the first five, 10 minutes was kind of rough. Uh, my leg, you know, my legs were not wanting to, mm-hmm. to do anything just yet. And I, I pushed through and then finally my heart rate got up and I was doing okay. And, and, you know, I, I switched up my cardio from all kinds of different mm-hmm. things that I was doing. And the last, when I got to 45 minutes, my my goal is a minimum of 45 minutes a day, six days a week. That's my workout requirement. Right. And when I was about 43 minutes, I'm like, I only need to do two more minutes. But I thought, you know what? Stephanie's up there. She wants to do an hour. That's her, her well, desire. I was going to, right? And so she's, she's going to do an hour. And it doesn't make a lot of sense for me to just be here at the gym and sit down for 15 minutes. Right. It's not like I can't do 15 more minutes. And I'm like, all right. So it's, you know, I'm sitting here thinking through all this. Now it's, you know, 44 minutes. And I'm like, all right, I've got to stay for another 15 minutes. And I'm going to keep doing this. And so I moved over to a stationary bike. And that's pretty easy. You know, just get on there and start right. pedaling. And I turned the resistance up. And, and for 15 minutes, I pushed myself through. Now, here's the deal. I was tired. I didn't have any caffeine this morning. Um, just just what and quote unquote feeling it but i i wonder if if i would have turned my music on if i would have actually got into it 
and like really into it, like into a good groove. Normally, I almost always on cardio days have my music with me, but this time I did not. I was listening to the audiobook of Life and Death, and I'm wondering if I was powering through even though I did not have a beat of the music to right. to keep me going. Right. But at any rate, I did an hour, and that last 15 minutes, I was on average of 140 to 142 beats per minute. So I was getting good cardio and right. I didn't walk out of the gym with that like, yeah, endorphins kind of deal. And it's the first time in a long time. And in fact, I came home and took a 45 minute nap <laughs> afterwards. Yeah, you did. Um, it is my new routine to um, go when, when I get all three kids to school because they have a staggered start. Well, today McKenna is on a field trip where she had to be at school earlier than normal. So I got to the gym earlier than normal. Right. Like an hour earlier. And so I was tired and I didn't want, I wanted, I wanted to go home and go to bed. And, um, but, but I did it. I mean, I did my whole hour. I pretty much, I only work myself mentally in 15 to 20 minute increments. I'm like, okay, well I'm 20 minutes in, you know. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm a third of the way done. And so I only work myself in 15 minute increments or, gotcha. or 20. Because gotcha. I'll make it to 15 and then I'm like, I'm a fourth away done. I can do five more, you know, and so anyway. Nice. But yeah, I did it. And right. I did not take a nap. You did not. You Although, said you were going to. It's not out of the question for later. Okay. Because um, we have a busy night. We do. What is going on tonight? Talent show. Um, so Megan and Matthew are both in choir at um, school. And every year since I was in school, um, the choir has um, has done a talent show at school, both Megan and Matthew. And so each choir will perform and then all three choirs will perform one song together. But then they have students who audition and so there will be singing and dancing and, and I think there's like one or two bands. and th- But it's, it's student run, student perform, performing um, students performing and um and so that's tonight and both megan and matthew are working um stage crew stage crew well one's on stage crew and one's on tech crew which are actually two different so matthew's on the soundboard and megan is running backstage like literally running back like right telling everyone where they have to be and when and um she likes that (laughs) except for when people are screaming in her headset when people are yelling at her in her headset she she doesn't like that Gotcha. Um, but the part about yeah, telling people where to go and, and what well, to do. Here's the thing. That's not actually her job. Um, but the person who was supposed to be doing that just kind of like left and yeah, dropped it. And so she she picked it up. And um, But yeah, she does like telling people what to do. Yes, she does. She does. So so the talent show was tonight. And um, McKenna, <laughs> McKenna doesn't get back from her field trip until like an hour after she normally gets out of school, provided they get back on time. Right. And Megan and Matthew have to be at school for their call time 45 minutes after McKenna's supposed to be back. So that gives us at least, or at most, 45 minutes to have dinner tonight. Not sure how we're going to do that. I think 45 minutes is plenty of time. You figure back in the days when I used to work for somebody else and there were times when you had a 30 minute lunch break, so it's possible. Well, yeah, but when you have a 30 minute lunch break, you're usually by yourself. You're not trying to feed five people. Well, I've gone to lunch with four or five other people before. and uh, Okay. And, and it's taken 30 minutes? It's possible. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I think I think if we go to Chipotle, we all know what we want. We go there. It takes 10 minutes to drive there, 20 minutes to eat, 10 minutes back. Okay. That's 40 minutes. You're That's good. provided Jane's on time. Yeah, I know. Okay. As long as you know, like you keep telling me this, but all right. Anyway, so tonight's the talent show and Jane gets, you know, her field. It, it's a busy night. Every night here is a, <laughs> a, was that Mark? Yeah, Mark. What are your plans for our next date night? And yeah, we need I would to talk about say, that. <laughs> what's what? a date night? <laughs> yeah. What's a date night? It's been a while since we've had a good date night. When was our last date night? 
I don't know. Do you call going to the movie Sunday afternoon a date? Yeah, that's a date. All right. We went to the movie Sunday afternoon. What movie did we see? The Martian. Oh, yeah. That was good. It was, it was, that's all cut you're say about sh- it. yeah, it was cut short. That's a, that's a topic <laughs> that's, I forgot. It about. wasn't cut short. You left it like the credits. How is that cut short? I, it, I left before the credits. No, you missed like two sentences. I missed more than two sentences. If you say so. Well, now you've just given away the whole movie. Oh. Well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I let that one out of the bag. Yeah, you did. Anyway, let's um, hope people read the book. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll edit it out of the the recorded version. How's that? <laughs> All right. So nobody knows now. Fair enough. Uh, who's listening later? So, <laughs> <laughs> I'd leave it in there because I hate sitting. I hated sitting there the whole time, not knowing what was going to happen. Well, knowing that you did. Yep. Because you read. Because you read the book. Yeah, I read the book. So the whole thing wasn't a spoiler to me. But I do apologize for those who are watching live. Um, I wasn't thinking there. But anyway, what happened was my phone was going off and... (laughs) (laughs) Michael says, crap, now I need to go to another movie tonight. Not true. You can just go see this movie and not be stressed the whole time. Yeah. But um, anyway, the (laughs) I feel terrible about that. But um, as you should, I should. I, I, <laughs> I think here's the deal. If you're going to go in and edit, only edit that and leave all of this in. I here. will. So I will. then people won't know. I know. I, I, that's exactly what I plan on doing. But anyway, so my phone was going off um, like text messages like crazy. And I looked over and it was ADT was texting me. Uh, and it's like, you have a burglar alarm. And I'm like, what? And it keeps going, keeps going off and off, right. and and it's actually not just like somebody's opened the door. This is like it's it's telling me that the burglar alarm has gone off. Right. Proceed with caution, and so finally, then Megan calls, and so I get up to walk out of the theater, right near the end of the movie, I, like the, within the last two minutes or three minutes of the movie, and that was the two or three minutes that I was most looking forward to. Because uh, in the the way that the book ends, it's written pretty interestingly, and and I wanted to see how that translated to the movie. But um, anyway, I Megan's on the phone, and she's like, "The alarm won't get start, turn off." And I, you know, I opened my window, and and uh, or I opened my blinds, and and my the alarm goes off, and and other and all this stuff. And I said, "Are you? Did you open your window?" She goes, "No, I, all I did was open my blinds and." I turned the alarm off, but it, it keeps going off. And I said, well, you have to actually turn the, you have to do the code a couple times to reset the, uh, the alarm. And so finally she was able to do that, but she couldn't confirm to me whether or not she was sure that it was her opening the blinds that caused the alarm to go off. And so I'm thinking, you know, you guys need to get in a room and just stay there until we get home. We're on our way. And she's like, well, I've already been downstairs. And, and I'm like, what are you going downstairs if, if you don't know what's well, set she off went the alarm? downstairs to turn off the alarm. And you thought she meant down here downstairs. And Right. And so I'm like, and she kept, she was arguing with me because she's 15 and that's what that's she's. That's what they do. That's what she does. And so, you know, I hung up the phone. We get back. We rush to get home. And, uh, you know, everything's fine. It's just what happened is Megan and McKenna both have. Actually. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you explain what they have. Megan and McKenna both have special sensors on their windows because they have roof access from their windows. And, you know, it, it, if you've ever seen some of these movies and stuff like that where, like, teenagers go out and they, you know, they, mm-hmm. they climb out onto the roof and they lay back on their, on their back and look at the stars and stuff like that. It, it, it's just something that, that kids are tempted to do. And they both have windows that would allow them to do that. It's not like we're expecting our kids to uh, to sneak out at night or anything like that. But the reality is, is our house is, is it's it's large as far as up how high mm-hmm. it is. Um, so we have a two story home, but we also have a basement. And in the back of the house is this it's a walkout basement. And so Megan's window and McKenna's, I mean, the are upstairs. It's three stories high, right? And it, we actually had, um, what do you call those? The, the 
uh, elevated ceilings. Yes. So we went even with higher. Our, our, so it's even higher. It's than, even right. higher than what normally would be three stories. And, and so it's a huge drop down. And, and that's why I got these special sensors that, because we go to bed at night, set, we set the alarm even when we're here. Mm-hmm. And that way we know that if our kids, if the, one of those two windows opens up, the alarm instantly goes off. Right. So anyway, we came home and found out that it, I, I confirmed that it was Megan's thing because actually it gives me the. Was the, it the box or was it the bird that flew into the window? I, it was it was Megan's when that she, caused the when Megan hit opened the blinds the bottom of the blinds hit that the the box sensor. the box really hard it wasn't the bird it wasn't the bird okay because that's why she opened the blinds was because the bird flew into her window right and she thought it was funny anyway so we got it all worked out we had a family meeting and I'm like listen okay in the future if the burglar go- alarm goes off. You don't run downstairs and, and you don't know what it is. If you know that it was because you just did the blinds and, and you hit you know the sensor, then by all means, go turn the alarm off. Right. But if in the future, if you don't know why the alarm is going off, do me a favor. Gather yourselves into a closet, call 911 and stay on the phone with them until the police get there. Right. Would you please do that for me? Ah. <sighs> anyway. What? Nothing. Do you want to tell anything else about the story? Nope, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right. I'll leave it at that. Cool. So that was that was an interest. It, it was not the best that date. Uh, no, it was not. It, it it was it was not. It was a little stressful, especially tra- tra- traveling home, um, for Stephanie, and and I was kind of angry that that my kids weren't listening to me. But uh, yeah, so that was our last date night. But you did come home and find out that they had listened to you because they were all in one place. Yeah. But uh, so anyway, that that was our previous date. Now, um, our next future date, we don't have it on the schedule yet. It's a great question. I'm glad that, that Mark asked that because we need to put one on the date on, on the schedule. No, we need to find some free time. So we'll have to work on that. Yeah. What would, if we were to go on a date, Let's just say we had a time and a day and and stuff like that. Where would we go and what would we do? I don't know. It depends on the day and the time. Yeah, I don't think I would do a movie, but I'd like to go out to have dinner. And I would. I think it's. I think I would like to talk about our goals that we made on our anniversary and see if we've made any progress towards any of that. Okay. Did I make any? I think you did. Did I? Yeah. I or we made them together. I've got them written down. Okay. Cool. So let's see here. Um, let's see. Can we ask, answer. Okay. Mark says, how will you dress for Halloween? <laughs> I will dress in my pajamas and sit on a couch and watch Christmas movies. I hate Halloween. Stephanie's not a fan. Not a fan of Halloween. Um, I know our kids have some plans. Um, Megan's. The, here's the. Our kids are older now. So. Mm-hmm. Going out and trick or treating is not something that they have ever really desired. Um, when they have done that, it's been um, we go over to your sister's house and you know have dinner with them, and and they go out with their they've went out with their cousins, or um, or it's very last minute, right? And they're deciding like that day. I think I I think I want to go out tonight. But not like this year, Megan's been invited to a party. So Me- Megan's going and doing a party um, with a friend thing. McKenna, I think, has um, plans with SKS. And I think that Matthew doesn't care. Yeah. He'll be a last minute. I'm going to walk around and get some candy because my parents won't feed me candy or carbs and like... I need to get a stash. That's not true. The, he gets plenty of carbs. <laughs> okay, but they've been decreased. So in his mind, he doesn't get any. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Halloween is has not it's been something. It's never been a fan of. Stephanie, Stephanie's never been a I've fan never of been it. A fan. I've as, as growing up as a kid, I've I never missed Halloween going out trick or treating, and um, Stephanie was just never a fan of it. But um, our we for the last many, several years, we've always just assumed that 
they wouldn't go. They didn't show any interest until the last minute. And then, and then they're like, oh, let's dress up. Let's go out. And it's usually McKenna. Didn't it rain last year? I think it was last year. A couple years it's done it. But anyway, they, you know, we'll, we'll, I think it rained last year. Like we were going to walk around with Lydia and Sarah and, and it rained last year. I walked around with McKenna and was it raining? Because I think I our plans remember. got canceled because it was raining and then McKenna tricked you and took you. I anyway. don't remember. But I'll be on the couch in my pajamas. Watching Christmas movies. Watching Christmas movies until it's time to pick Megan up from her party. All right. Uh, let's see here. What parenting or marriage books inspire you? This is from Savon. Hmm. Interesting. So one book that um, was very good as far as a marriage and relationship book that I think probably would, I've actually. <laughs> Can I go back to the Halloween thing? Because I think, oh, it just went away. Who Jeremy, was it? Jeremy. Was it Jeremy who I said so. that my holiday is Halloween and my wife's is Christmas? So um, we have new neighbors that just moved onto the street like two weeks ago. Oh, and there's those neighbors. And about a week after they moved in, we see them out and they're stringing up lights and, you know, they're, they're, doing, they're, they're doing their thing. And as we're leaving mm-hmm. and when we come home, um, Megan and I come home and it's dark out and you notice that the, the lights are orange and they have, you know, spider webs and they, they have decorated for Halloween and Megan goes, oh, they're those people. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's what she called them. Every, so Jeremy, are you one of those people? Do you, do you do the inflatables and the big giant spiders? On the outside of your house. Oh, remember that uh, the house in the old neighborhood where um, they had the spiders and I had to drive the other way for a month because I wouldn't drive past the spiders. Jeremy says laughing out loud. Yes. Oh, those people. Jeremy's one of those people. Yes. All right. So, so books, yeah, parenting books. and marriage. I was actually thinking about this book the other day and I think it might be a good thing for you and I to go through it again. What the, is that? The five love languages. Five Long Languages is an excellent relationship book overall. Yeah. It, it fits into every relationship you will ever, right. ever but encounter. I think I would like to read that again. Okay. With you. Okay. If that's cool with you. Yeah. McKenna's old enough now to actually identify her love language. Yeah. Yes. And they have five love languages for kids. And I think they have like five love languages for your pet and five <laughs> love languages for your ex-brother-in-law. I mean, because they just ran out of things. That guy just is milking it for everything he can. Uh, but the five love languages is an excellent book. And it's one that family from the heart. If you go back to like the first 10 episodes back there. Yeah. I think we did a, a five part series uh, on that. Where we did we, talk about the five love languages quite a bit. Yep. Um, And I think you can even go to um, the website and take a quiz that will tell you what your, mm-hmm. um, the order of your love languages. Right. All right. So anyway, um, parenting books, I, I you know what? I, there are no parenting books that have been, very influential to me whatsoever. Um, I probably should read some books on parenting. Maybe I'd be a better parent. <laughs> uh, I'm just so busy trying not to be the parent that... Um, Reads the books? Well, no. I'm trying hard not to be the dad that that I experienced when I grew up. Mm-hmm. And I'm when, I, when it comes to that, I feel like I'm doing okay. Um, you know, here's the deal. I've got some friends who are dads who when they talk about what their priorities are and they're they're always talking about their kids and this and that and there are times when I'm tempted to feel really guilty about the fact that I'm not that way that that you know but aren't their kids younger they're yeah maybe okay and so go ahead I'm sorry but it's just like for me as like sometimes I sometimes I wish I were different as a father, but I realize it's it's not that I'm not doing something I should be doing. It's just that I think some people are just wired differently. And I'm not that wired. I'm not wired that way. And I don't think that reading in a book is going to change that for me. Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, it's not ter- like I don't have a terrible relationship with my kids. It's just, it's not the same as what some of my friends, and, and I've got some friends who it's just like, dude, their their primary identity is their fatherhood. 
you know, and and that's not my primary identity. Nor Although, is that a healthy. Well, I don't know. I can't speak to because I don't know which friend you're talking about or what relationship it has. Yeah, there's about three of them are, that are. This but I way. think we became. We did child-centered parenting mm-hmm. when we first became parents and everything was about the child all the time. Yeah. And I didn't really like her because we made her into this monster that just no one wanted to be around. Right. And um And so I think we learned a long time ago that first off our relationship comes first. Yep. And while my full-time job is our kids, they are not the center of my world. Right. Does that make sense? Yep. Like, does it does it make sense that I can spend all of my time taking care of them and running them and doing, the, but they are not the center of my world? Right. I still, you know, make sure that you come first, I come second, and which sometimes gets put off. I do put myself off more than than you, but... I'm getting better at that, but so I don't necessarily think that they're doing something better than what you were doing and that maybe you've just learned a different way. Yeah. I'm just saying that there there are some people, there there are some guys in my life who uh, would never miss, I mean, in a million years, they would never miss any event that their kids are a part of. And, you know, they just, they're, they're a lot of their free time is spent doing things you know kind of like you are always there taking them to everything and stuff like that and and it's just that they as dads even though they have some of them have businesses are involved at your level of involvement in their kids lives does that make sense it does um and that's just it's just not who i am and and the and what i do and well, so see, and i i would disagree with you in that you never missed a soccer game or a ballet recital or a dance recital or um, Megan's fifth grade promotion aside. <laughs> because, you know, if she was here, she would bring it up. Where was I at for that one? Uh, New York, maybe. Yeah. I, I don't remember. Yeah, there was there's yeah. but there's there's been a couple. But it was fifth grade. I mean, seriously. Yeah, fifth yeah. grade promotion. Um, but- it, it's it's like it's like the. This, um, this Bob from from the Incredibles. Hold on, Bob from the Incredibles. When when uh, Dash is being promoted from fourth grade to fifth grade, and she's like, "Are you gonna miss his graduation? It's not graduation. He's moving from the fourth grade to the fifth grade." Yeah, no doubt. So anyway, but um, but you're. I mean, you're there for. So you're not there driving them here and there, but you are if I need you to. Like yep. they now that they're all three in things and involved in things. I can't be in two places at once. And here's what I'm saying is that what I, what I see is it's not what I'm willing to do is what it, what I see in them is their desire to do. Does that make sense? It does. It's like they, they, they have this desire to consistently be connected at all times with their, with their family, with their wife and with their kids and, and they're always doing things they're, they're you know it's it's just a very strong family identity and and while i i feel like i'm a i feel like i'm a better dad than any dad i've i've experienced as far as my own experience in life but um the the reality is is that you know it, it's it's just that's not who i am i i it you know i i look i try to find ways to connect with our kids and do things with them and I feel like I'm better at it now than I've ever been before. But I don't feel led to do anything like these other guys do that that are admired so greatly, you know, and, and stuff like that. And what's so funny is every now and then there are some people who um who I'm who know me that assume that I'm this super dad. Right, you, you know, can't just, be super dad. I'm super mom. I know we can't have two supers. And and I'm like, it's like um, somebody said I was interviewed for somebody's podcast yesterday, and it's like I know you have to go because you have to go. You've got something with the kids, and of course I didn't correct him, you know, because right. you know it was right at the very end of the podcast, and it was included and stuff like that. But um, 
I'm sitting there. I was like, where did he, where did he come up with that? You know, I, I'm not doing anything with the kids after this. I, matter of fact, I can't remember, but I is like, I don't even know where that came know, from. Yeah. It. It's like, but it's, I think they hear some of these other guys and they are always talking about, you know, this and that and like, man, I, you know, sometimes it'd be cool to be, to be like that. But just because of how I think it's cool that these other guys are, but that's just not me. Okay. I mean, I, I, I felt really good the other night because McKenna uh, and I were sitting down having dinner together by ourselves because of everybody else, everybody else's yep. schedule. And uh, McKenna's at dinner. She's like, hey, dad, after we're done, you want to play a board game? And I said, well, what board game do you want to play? And she goes, anything but Yahtzee. <laughs> <laughs> And I and I, and I sat there. I said anything but Yahtzee. And then we continued to eat and stuff yeah. like that. And then when uh, and I didn't actually like say yes, but I was just in my mind. I'm sitting there thinking, you know, what board game? What board game? And I had already decided that yes, I was going to play a board right. game with her. And uh, so I cleaned off my plate and I went upstairs to our loft, which where which is where all of our board games are. And uh, she's cleaning up her stuff. And then I come back down and I have in my hand, I brought down Sorry with me. And McKenna's like, uh, McKenna's walking towards the stairs that she's going to go up to her room. She just assumed dad wasn't going to play a board say, game. Right. She just assumed I wasn't going to play a board game with her. And and I sit there, I said, McKenna, where are, you go- where are you going? And she goes, what? And I said, I thought you wanted to play a board game. And she looked in my hand. She goes, oh, wow, you're going to play a board game with me. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And so we sat down and we played Sorry. And, oh, and it, well, the cool thing is, is I sit there. It, she's played Sorry a ton of times. And I sat there. I said, do you know know where the rule book is? And she goes, no, but I know how to play. And I said, McKenna, do you know what the rules of the game are? She goes, do we just pick the cards and it tells us what to do, Dad? I'm like, well, I, okay, so here's the deal. If you and I land on the same spot together, uh, if I'm on a spot and then you move forward and you're on the same spot as me, what happens? And she goes, we just both are in the same spot. And I'm like, no, I think I'm pretty sure that the rule is, is if I'm on the spot and you move into it, you kick me back to the start position. She goes, are you sure? And and so I looked up and I said, let's look this up on YouTube. This is what YouTube is for. And so I did. Is that what YouTube is for? YouTube is for. Uh, so I did sorry board game rules. And we found this three-minute video that explains all of the rules. And she goes, no way. That's how you're supposed to play it? And so we played it accord, we, according to the rules. And we had an awesome time. And she beat you? Yeah. So we spent an hour playing a board game together. Okay. And, you know, I, I feel, you know, those the, that right there is a huge win for me. You know, mm-hmm. those little times, you know, just little things like that. That's what I look forward to. And do I have those every week or several times a week? No. Do I have them, you know, do, do those show up every single month? Not all the time, but I consider those major wins. And I think you probably have more of them than you think you do. But whereas they're not always a board game, it could be thinking of your friends that I know yeah, and someone who you could be referring to when you're t- when you're bring when you're comparing yourself our children are older yeah and even though McKenna is 10 she's an older 10 than right she's a more mature she's 10. a more mature 10 um because she mimics her sister right I think that in this stage of life I mean, we've already talked about your regrets about missing you know the years when we were building this business yada 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 we can't get those back that they're gone, whatever. But I think at this stage in life, when we have two teenagers and a preteen, it's not about, it's, it's not about quantity. It's about quality. Right. And that's Um, what I go for. One good conversation without disrespect goes a long way. Yep. (laughs) Like a long way. Um, it, you're in a different life stage than those men. Y'all may be, y'all, listen to me. Listen um, to you. <laughs> you all um, may be, you know, close to the same age. There there, there might be an age gap because I, I, I don't know how old your friends are. You're business owners. You're, you're these things that are similar, but you have two teenagers and a preteen. You're in a different life stage. Right. 
I mean, it's yeah. just as simple as that, you know? There, yeah. There's a difference between teaching your kid how to drive and taking your kid to soccer practice. Yeah. At, or or to the zoo because you have a free afternoon or, yeah. or whatever it See, is. See, one of those has, I think... When they're little? Six kids under six. Six yeah. and under. <laughs> I'm tired. Um, exactly. When, when they're little, it's more about quantity. Yep. Now, it, it's about quality because they don't have the time to give you quantity any more than you have the time to give it to them. Yeah. It, it and, and so you just have to make the ones that you have. And here's, count. here's one thing I can tell you about parenting. That is the biggest thing for me. The, I think the greatest, I actually, the, I can tell you the two greatest gifts that I think I can give to my kids. It, it, this is, this is where I'm coming. That, if, if I want to feel confident about my parenting, these are the two greatest gifts that I can give them. Number one, that I take care of myself Mm-hmm. Um, physically, uh, health-wise, and also that I'm committed to the work and and stuff like that. That I that I have a a a good work that that I'm a great example in those areas. And prior to this past eleven months, I haven't been a very good example in the area of health and fitness. I, I've changed that part of my lifestyle around, and I don't plan on that changing any further. I I, I think they're going to see a permanent change in that area and I feel really confident confident about that as a gift as a father giving that to my children right um you know my work ethic has never been questionable uh although I I had gone to the other extreme and I think probably was demonstrating workaholic a, 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 a terrible mindset related to work but you were raised by a workaholic so I was I mean it so the question, the question was, what books have inspired you? Well, hold on. I'm almost and, finished. Oh, okay, go but ahead. But the second gift I want to talk about is our relationship. Yes. You know, the, the kids know that you and I absolutely, hands down, love each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not just, uh, we're, okay. you know, we're married. I mean, that our kids, all three of them know that we are madly and crazily in love with one another. Right. And that we, they, they see the fact that we desire a lot of time together and that we love spending time together. And, and they also know that our relationship does come before them uh, when it comes to stuff like that. What did Jeremy just say? He said, wait till they get older. You'll be surprised what they cherished as kids. Yeah. And that's at, and, and go ahead. Yeah. So. But anyway, so the, those are the things. I, I, I feel like my my role as a father has improved drastically, mostly, most recently as a result of taking care of myself mm-hmm. physically. My approach to parenting has always been, I knew what I didn't want to be. Yep. So I did everything differently. I did everything the opposite. Right. Um, my approach, and I've said this on this podcast before, and my approach to raising teenagers is to remember that I, <laughs> I was a teenager once too. I remember a couple, um, couple months ago, my parents were over for dinner and, um, Megan had given you snark or attitude or something. And you looked at my dad <laughs> and you asked him, or he looked at you and, and commented, you know, you're not getting anything worse than what I did. And mine got worse once she started dating you. Like that, those were his words to you. And so my dad telling you that, you know, I gave him attitude. I still give him attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, he gives it back. But he usually he gives it first and I give it back. But anyway, uh, <laughs> we, we, we had, we had some tough years. Raising a teenage daughter is not easy. Um, if we wanted to, if, here's, I think that it would be a lot easier if we were raising like a little robot, but we're not, we're raising our children in freedom, which is something that we weren't raised in. Yeah. And, and so teaching them the line between teaching them the line between respect of others and respect of yourself and speaking your mind and standing up for yourself, but doing that in a way that can respect others as well. And, and it's a fine line to walk. Yep. And this, and I'm not excusing disrespect to me or you, because there are, there are times when you just need to do what I say because I said it. Mm -hmm. And I know that, but, um, but this is their safe place when they have a bad day. This is the place that they can come to, to vent. Um, 
what is spoken in these four walls um, stays within these four, you know, because Matthew comes home and vents, Megan can't go out and share that with us, someone else and, and, and vice versa. You know, if it's spoken here, it, 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 this is their safe place. This is just as much Megan's safe place as it is Matthew's and McKenna. This is where they come to be themselves. Right. And so I don't know that I have read any book that inspired me on parenting I just know what kind of adults that I want to. I'm not raising children. I'm raising adults. Yeah. I know what I want them to turn out like. And so I just take steps to create those people. Right. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. It does. So the last question is from Jeremy and he says, when is it a good di- good time for the boys to come calling? Never. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I would I would agree. I think Megan should wait to start dating until she's been married at least three years. <laughs> you know you live in a dream world. <laughs> um, so Megan has had her first um, boyfriend and that relationship lasted for eight months. Yep. And um, But we've yet to send her on her first date. That's correct. So like... And this was a high school relationship. It was a high school relationship. One Absolutely. that I was not excited about. That's fine. I don't think you'll be excited about any of them. I don't know that that's true. I just was not excited about this particular one for sure. That's fine. Um, So it is, it's come and gone. You know, it it is. Yeah. You know, here's the deal. You really thought that this would. No, I I didn't. Okay. But I wasn't going to let her know that. Gotcha. I mean, I, I have to parent her in a way that. I'm not crushing her, but I'm keeping her real. Right. Also. Yeah. Um. So anyway, um, you'd love to be a fly on the wall in some of our conversations. I have very real conversations with I Megan. I you do. I, um, I don't think I'd want to be on. I, I think I I'd had, probably have too much input to give. I had a very real conversation with Matthew this week that I can't take back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway, don't want to go there. <sighs> I really, I didn't sign on for raising teenage girls. Let me tell you, I so didn't sign on for raising a teenage boy. Wow. Uh, okay. Um, but we've yet to send her on our first date. Yep. You know, when she comes and she, she's driving and, and you know, her friends are driving and someone's going to come and pick her up and they're going to get not ready for that. Not ready for that. Yeah. You know, I, it, if it was the right I mean, I, Wait, I, who makes that decision? Who makes that decision? I, I mean, do. I'm her but, dad, but you don't. I but do. you don't. Okay, no, maybe you need to rewind I'm like 21 kidding. years because um, my dad had no more say in me bringing you home than you will in who Megan brings home. No, that that's true. It is true. But <laughs> right. but here's the deal: when when you brought me home, I was I was the right guy. <laughs> not to him at that moment it took like we were married 10 years before you became the right guy (laughs) for real (laughs) it didn't take that long he i actually it did i I don't think you were the right guy until my sister brought home her guy (laughs) (laughs) then he's like whoa maybe that first one didn't do so bad i digress anyway here's what i can tell you Mm -hmm. is is that i treated you well I was respectful to you at all times. And I got some letters that showed you. <laughs> okay. We we didn't I know. I I was respectful to you. you. I I I never put you down and and you know and stuff like that. Yes, I was older and more mature and stuff like that, but still there are some things that I expect of a man when it comes to the well, way Well, that's what you just treats. said a man. This wasn't a man. This was a boy. You can't hold a boy to the standards that you would hold I a man. I can and I will. You, you can't and you'll still be wrong. And I'm okay to tell you that. All right. Um, and this is why we parent together and not solo. <laughs> right? Yes. All right. So, um, All I know is that Kids are I, sneaky. They will go behind you. Yeah, um, well, which is why you create open dialogue now. Um, yeah. I'm okay with being the the dad that you know is is difficult and mom's a little bit more on 
on uh you know it's like hey let's let's talk about this and and we have a different approach and different feelings about certain things but you know here's the deal when when i our megan especially she's 15 and uh what that's not for long and she's getting ready to turn 16 and the reality is is that she is going to start looking at boys and you know when you and i met you were 16 Yep. So, and and here's the deal. I do not expect her to find her lifelong love when she's 16 years old. Nor do I. Uh, that does not happen regularly. No, it does not. And I tell her that yeah. often. But at the same time, she is going to start thinking about boys and she is going to start thinking about forever. And she's going to start believing that this next boy is the one. Mm-hmm. Because they all do. And when I, when I was dating, you know, I, uh, gosh, I thought I probably, if, if I had the money and, and the, the resources, I probably would have proposed to about 10 different girls in my life, you know, and I thought they were all going to be the one. And when, when it ended, it was the end of the world every single time. And there would be no one ever for me. And I was going to die alone. You still might. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, Kidding. But the thing is, though, is that I know that that time is coming for her. And you know what? It, if she's even going to have those th- feelings and thoughts about someone, I hope that it's with somebody who shows her respect. And we talk about that. And respect of is, is so critical to me. I, I understand joking around and stuff like that, but there are some things you just don't joke around about. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's, you know, culturally, whatever, I'm out of touch. There are just some things a boy needs to understand you don't joke about. And and when I don't, when I start seeing warning signs, it's like, boy, you're not winning any points here. And and I just, you know, I yeah, it, no rubber stamp of approval coming from this one. Right. So. So the answer to the question would be. Never. We write our own books. <laughs> we write our own books. And, oh, that, that's uh, right. Yeah. That was the other book. No, yeah. So, um, I, I here's the deal. She's going to be 16. She's going to start driving. Um, I think probably when you're 16 is a time when it's a, appropriate for uh, our daughter to be able to go out and be away from parental guidance and, and stuff like that. And it is my hope and desire that our, our daughter knows and respects herself to make wise decisions and 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 you have to trust that we have because when she's out driving i'd rather know that she's out with a boy than her to hide it and the fact is 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 that at at 16 years old if you want to be with somebody you're going to do it whether you're allowed to or not exactly all right Mm -hmm. so when we give her keys to a car and the freedom to go somewhere without us tracking every single movement she makes. Um, that's the cool thing about it, being a parent today is that uh, we will know where our kids are at all times. <laughs> we will. But we won't know who she's with right. at all times. And so I think it's important to, to, to I, I'd say when they're, when for me, when I'm thinking when they're 16, that's when it it's time that they're allowed to, to go out on these dates unsupervised, but yep. hopefully by that time we've instilled with them. You have to trust that you've instilled in them yeah. already. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you can't teach her right now how she's supposed to behave next month. Right. You know, when she turns 16, it, it it's an ongoing process. It's what we've taught her over the last 16 years that you just have to hope and pray that yeah. we did our job well. Yeah. And you know the thing is, is it, it's 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 incrementally giving freedoms that that say you know what you you're you're, you're a couple of years from now well, you're that's the thing. on your We're, own making your own decisions right we are we are at this stage where we are letting go of we're, that one we're we're, tr- we're transitioning into a, to lifelong advisors yep you know you can come to us for advice. Uh, obviously, I think right now we we pretty much are heavy handed with advice and and mm-hmm. expectations, but we're we're transitioning it slowly over the next several years uh, into becoming 
advisors into, you know, you make your own decisions. Yep. All righty. Cliff, if you had a top of the line Tesla name your car, a 17 year old boy came over. What is, did you get that and question? And said he, I, I don't know. I don't know what that question was. If you had a top of the line car uh-huh. and a 17 year old boy comes over and says he wants to drive it, would you? No, I wouldn't let a kid drive my car now. So I get where that question is coming from. You know, it, it, the, would would you let a 17-year-old boy yeah. test drive your top-of-the-line car? Yeah. And is your daughter more valuable than that? So I, I don't think that those are equivalent questions because my, my top-of-the-line Tesla is not something that I plan to let it go out and become its own person. Right. Um, our daughter has to learn how to make her own choices. She has to learn how to make wise choices. I just um, found something the other day that says, yes, you get to make your own choices, but you or you're free to make your own choices, but you're not free from the consequences of those choices. But here's what that's I, what we have taught our kids. But here's what I can tell you. If I had the top of the line car, the most most top of the top of the line car, and if the right 17 year old boy came over, and asked me in the right situation, would I let them drive my Tesla or whatever car I had? Right. Yeah. If it was the right boy in the right situation, absolutely. And and I actually, as I don't know what age, but there have been various people that I've dated where their dads had let me drive their very nice cars uh, to go out and do a special date or or stuff like that. It, it, yeah, absolutely. And and that's why I'm saying it's like, you know what? It, it depends on who the 17-year-old boy is. I agree with you. I agree with you. And, and I will But it's say, not our choice. But here's what I can tell you. Until she's 18, there I, I do reserve the right to completely disapprove of... Oh, you can disapprove. And, you, can, you can disapprove all you want. But the minute that you... The minute that you lay down an order, like forbid, like forbid, it's happening anyway. Whether it's happening in front of your nose or behind your right. back, it's happening. Right. No, and and, and I know I've been sixteen. But here's what I can tell you: is that I, I I would try at all cost to forbid, but I would definitely use every skill of persuasion and sales and everything else to help my daughter. Or, Can you use those strengths, aren't you? Can I, you will, I, I will sit them? down and say, let's... Oh, your daughters have already picked your son's wife. It's it's done. Yeah. <laughs> it's a done deal. <laughs> well, I saw her yesterday and she just, she said hello. She's so sweet. I had a fun conversation with Matt about her the other yeah. day. Yeah. Seriously. Okay. So um, last weekend was our homecoming game and... Um, and we are, so McKenna and Matthew um, did not want to. Um, Go ahead. McKenna and Matthew didn't want to stay for the game. So I was waiting for you to come pick them up. Um, Megan already went into the game with her friends. And so we're just standing there. And um, and she is, not she McKenna, but she who we're talking about, um, is in marching band. Okay. And the band had not yet entered the football field, but they were lined up to go. All right. And she's probably like 15 or so feet away from it. I don't know. She wasn't very far from us. And McKenna goes, oh, I'm going to go talk to my sister-in-law. Like at the top of her lungs. <laughs> at the top of her lungs. Like, yeah. And I'm pretty sure like in Megan's phone, she's, her name is sister-in-law. Like they, <laughs> They've totally chosen Matthew's wife and he has no say in the matter at all. Um, not that he's arguing <laughs> at this point, but it's, it's funny. They, it they've chosen fun. for him. It is fun. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Hey, we're at an hour and eight minutes, almost nine minutes now. So we should probably wrap it up. Right. Oh, but, the other day in the car, McKenna hyphenated her name. Oh, really? <laughs> started, yeah. <laughs> it was funny. That's hilarious. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Family from the Heart. Uh, We really appreciate each and every one of you. Um, If you enjoy listening to Family from the Heart and want to support the content that we are doing over here, uh, if you want, you can become a Patreon supporter. 
Uh, if you've not heard of Patreon, it is a service that allows you to contribute uh, financially to the content that we create. And if you want, you can go to patreon.com slash Cliff Ravenscraft. It's under my name, uh, but uh, if you support that, you're actually supporting this show as well. So if you want, it's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Cliff Ravenscraft. Yeah. Very and, good. Uh, yeah, I mean, of course, we desperately want your questions. Here's the deal. We know how many of you are subscribing to and downloading this episode every week. And what I can tell you is that we can come behind this microphone and we can just jibber jabber and stuff like that. But you can see how much conversation came out of what, how will you dress for Halloween and what <laughs> marriage or parenting books, you know, and, and when can the boys come calling? These questions came from you guys and it really makes this show um, a lot of fun for Stephanie and I. Even if the questions are like things that we don't want to answer, we'll probably just have a really great qu- conversation about why we don't want to answer the question. <laughs> so no questions off the... off. The, no, no question is off limits. Right. And so feel free. But some answers maybe. <laughs> some answers maybe. Uh, obviously, you can ask us anything you want to know about our lives or as a family or as a married couple, anything. And um, so please feel free to email us feedback at gspn.tv. Again, just put question for family from the heart in the subject line. And again, email your question to feedback at gspn.tv. And until next week, Stephanie and I both encourage you to live your life on purpose.